You ready? I was born ready. This is all being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm sure? ready. Yeah, I just like as long as I'm talking loud enough. Yeah, talk. What's the name of the show? Project ETO. That's so wrong. I did it. I did it. Join the list of failures on the boot. Welcome, welcome to the Identity Booth, everybody. I knew it was called Hey, don't interrupt. You messed up already. Let me do the roll. You've already messed up. Open it. Let it, just let it all come in. You are... Welcome to the Identity Booth. As always, it is your host, Hero. And no, this is not Eric. This isn't Guillermo. This isn't Joy. This isn't Ayla. This is our lovely, lovely friend who has come all the way from New York to come see me in the booth. Yeah. Arba? Yes. Say hi to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> Should I say something else? I don't know. What do you want to say to them? Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always hear people say when they're guests on other people's podcasts. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Arba. So that's what I'm going to... Arba has come all the way. She's actually from D.C., but like she's going to be leaving soon. Spoiler alert. And I've given you some hints to where she might be going. But Arba has come all the way down to the booth to talk some real with us. And now... Everybody needs. Everybody should know this about me at least by now. One, I don't care, and two, you should matter. So, with these things being said, Arba wants to create a YouTube channel in the near future. And my thing was like, I already have a YouTube channel, and it sucks. But I know your channel will be way better than mine. So if you get famous, I could be like, it was me. You can ride on my coach. I was the one that made it. I was the one that brought it. Created you. So when she's like, when she's on that Joe Rogan's status, I can be like, (laughs) hook a brother up. Spare change, you know. So I brought her on to kind of let her dabble in the identity booth. Because, you know, what we like to do, we like to identify with each other as we try to identify with you. So what better place to start? And we've had a number of guests and no one has been kicked off the booth. How do you get kicked off the booth? Don't ask if you don't want to. <laughs> Wait, I, I want to be the first. You want to be the first? Yes, I want to be the first to get kicked off the booth. Two minutes later. <laughs> but in all seriousness, today, like, we, we're going to probably do one or two shows. So, like, this show can be sort of a, like a mellow approach. But, like, we're going to be talking about some real stuff in this first one. I got a burp, sorry. But <laughs> right, no. it is. it's going to smell like garlic. Uh, but okay. as far as like the booth is concerned and like the thing that's going on, what we're going to be talking about today is taking a step back, taking a break and what that means. Because a lot of people like look at me, a lot of people who watch this know that like heroes from 100 to 100 and stays on 100. They ain't no changing up. Like it's just go, go, go and go. And admittedly, I know that that's not healthy. That's not for everybody. So, like, I'm really interested to hear about other people's legacies in the sense of how they've acquired so much, how they've managed to make it so far. And what was their mentality? What was their report? And for you, you talk a lot about with me about some of the struggles that come with 
being that workhorse, especially coming from, you know, uh, an African family background where it's like the pressure's on. It's times 10. We know. You're not a lawyer. You're not a doctor. You're a failure. Engineer, come on in. Electrician, come on in. Performing arts, get out. Jot it. We know this. So as, as offsprings of very strict households, we're going to try and decipher like what it means to take a break, when do you need to take a break, and how to take a break. And I, and I really like hearing about your story. So I'm going to just ask you, you know, five questions and just let you talk. Maybe five. Maybe, maybe five. Only five. Probably five. <laughs> and let you just kind of talk about these steps in taking a break and just the rejuvenation process that you've gone through. So um, my name is Arva. Speak uh, up. Speak up. Sorry. I don't know what to do. Talk loud okay. Like I'll, I'll talk loud. Talk like loud you. like you talk loud in like if there wasn't a mic. In on real you. life. Yeah. Okay. My name is Araba. Um, I just finished grad school. Congratulations. Clap it up. Let's clap it up. We got a winner. She gets to come back in the house. <laughs> I know. She gets to come back. Uh, just finished grad school at Georgetown University. Um and it's surreal. It's really surreal to be done because it was such a focus for such a long time. Uh, from a Ghanaian household, lived in Ghana when I was younger. Our jello rice is better. Fight me. I'm gonna save that one. For, I'm gonna save that for the end. I'm gonna save that for the end because jabs. Because Nigerian. Anyway, jabs. it's fine. It's fine. Setting that aside. Um, lived in Ghana when I was younger. Uh, came back to the U.S. and yeah, lived in New Jersey from there. Um, I'm not really sure when the ambition hit because, like, what like you were mentioning, like when you grow up in a strict household, like a lot of that can kind of be embedded in you. But my parents were different, to be honest. They were never they never pushed us to do anything that we didn't want to do. They always try to instill in us a sense of responsibility that once you've promised that you're going to do something that you stick with it you get it done to the best of your ability even if you don't want to even if you're tired um and so I think that's something that I took with me as I got older went through high school college anything that I started just made sure that I finished um and I think as we'll get into a little bit later I think sometimes that can go too far Mm. where you're taking a lot of things onto your plate and you're due to your sense of responsibility not willing to let them go exactly which can be really challenging so let's let's then just dive into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, you asked like where am I from and what do I do? And I don't even know if I answered the question. I just kinda <laughs> went like this. You guys got the gist. You know enough about it, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> do it again? Yeah. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> oh man. All right. So then let's just start with the question. The first question is how are you? How are you? Am I supposed to say I'm okay? That's that's that is ostensibly what you're supposed to say, <laughs> but this is the identity booth. I'm not okay. I'm not. I feel like you know that My Chemical Romance song. Like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> Stop. Now. Um, and no, not not okay. You're not okay. Not okay. Let's talk. Let's break this down. You're not okay physically. 
That's taking a long time. I'm going to say no. 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 No, I'm not, to be honest. Mentally. I'm okay. Mentally. Mentally, okay. Spiritually? I think that the spirituality could use a little boost. It could use a little... So low. Yeah, I would say so. Financially. <laughs> Look, grad school just ended. Okay, we're just going to say no. Grad school just ended. Um, there's some things that I owe to some people. Vote Bernie. You might get off. Look. You might get off. Vote Bernie. Don't, don't be like, hey, don't be like me. Because if I don't pay my shit back, I'm going to Africa and that's it. Y'all know. I don't care. I might have to come with you. Come on. Um, and then last one. Um... From a social standpoint. I think socially I'm doing okay. Socially I'm doing okay. Okay. Now, basing just off of this chart, and there's no, there's not like, I'm not a psychologist by any means. I'm a complete asshole. But writing some of these things down and kind of gauging them gives us a reference point. Like, asking people if they're okay is almost to me sounds like an indirect way of just saying please say okay like sort of what i wanted you to do it's on purpose when i have these friends who say check on your friends the strong ones too and that blows me because then i'm asking them why don't you just say you need help because i don't see the reason of you looking to for someone to help if you're not okay yourself so i want to know like broken down what it is is ailing you that will then lead into question two for us. Do you feel some of these things can be corrected with a break from your life? I do. I do. And the reason I say that is because it's actually funny that you kind of broke it down like that because there's this book that a friend gave to me two years ago, three years ago maybe, called Design Your Life mm -hmm. and or Designing Your Life. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Wait, can I, I love it when people are doing podcasts and YouTube channels and they're like, I'll put it in the description box below. It'll be in the description. It'll be in the description box. Um, She's not editing this, by the way. It's going to be in the description box. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's this really great book um, by, I think, two Stanford professors, and they teach this class called Designing Your Life or something like that um, at the school. And basically what it is, is taking the principles of design thinking and applying it to creating a life that you are excited to live and that is worth living. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that's in the book is that it asks you to kind of draw out a meter, almost like a gas meter. And one of them, this is, I haven't picked it up in a while, but basically one of them is like your work life. One of them is like love and relationships. One of them is playtime so what you do for yourself not because it looks good not because you have to not because it's required just something that you do purely for the joy of it um and there's a few others and the first time that i did that i did it the only thing that was full was work because even my play the things that i did in my spare time were for a purpose i did a lot of volunteering and even though i love volunteering i care about it a lot of it was about having a good profile to get into a good school and just having to to be honest with myself about that and i like that you said that how 
a lot of what we're doing isn't necessarily to fulfill certain satisfactory things to ourselves, but a projection of how we want people to see us. And you have to be real with yourself about that because, you know, even though I do love volunteering, enjoyed doing, working with the organizations I was working with, I had to be real and say that this isn't purely for the joy of it. There's still something in the back of my mind trying to be a certain type of person to get into a certain type of school to achieve something, um, which gets to your question, which is, can I achieve all of these things by taking a break? Um, the last four years of my life have been focused on getting into grad school because it was something to focus on. And I think it can be scary when you take out all of the distractions in your life and really have to focus on yourself, who you are, what you're doing here, um, and what's really going to make you happy. I didn't have to think about any of that because I could just focus on getting into grad school and not really questioning what happens after that. Um, so now that grad school is over, now that I've got my degree, now I'm sitting here, no more distractions, just me, myself, and my tank of you know, mental stability, emotional stability, my financials, what do I do for fun, play, what are my hobbies? All those things are empty, <laughs> like pretty empty um, because the only thing I had was achievement. The only thing I had was getting like good grades and good projects and good internships. Um, but that's not a fail to you. It's not. No, no, no. It's not a failure by any means. I'm still really proud of myself. I think now is just a time to pause. And Why? Just, because sometimes I think, I can't speak for everybody, for no, myself. No, you're only speaking for yourself. For myself. I speak for everybody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> for myself, um, I look back on like key moments in my life where if I had just taken five minutes to think, I would have made different decisions. And I think, again, if you're raised in a place where you take responsibility, and this isn't like, you know, when I say, when I say things like that, it's not like to be disrespectful to my parents. I'm glad that they raised me to have a sense of responsibility. But I think when you have so much responsibility and so much fear of falling behind by whoever's standards, you just jump to the next it's almost like jumping to the next rock, like a like a video game. You're not thinking, you're just jumping to the next thing. And that can take you down a path that you never intended to go down because you're not paying attention to what direction you're going into. You're just jumping to the next thing. Um, and so for that reason, I do think that a break is important. It's scary and it's a privilege as well to be able to say, I'm going to take a break. I need to stop mm-hmm. and think about what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, please don't take a break if <laughs> your bills are due next month and you're like, no, I'm going to Cabo. Because when you yeah. get back, all your the food is going to be <laughs> all your food in your fridge is going to be spoiled. And then you're going to be on the sidewalk. Yeah. But that is a great point. And I mean, I think it is important to take a break. Now, I'm being hypocritical because that's not something I'm interested in. At the same time, I take my breaks in different ways. Um, I like, I definitely uh, appreciate being able to take my breaks. These are my breaks. 
podcasts and stuff like this. This is my getaway. I traveled like people's breaks to me are sound stressful. Going traveling sounds stressful. Uh, throwing mass parties sounds stressful. Being by myself, lying to people that I'm busy <laughs> when I'm out. actually that I'm actually sitting at the crib chilling. Great. It's because you've you're in the process of going back to the book. You're in the process of designing a life that you don't need to take a break from. And I think that is what the goal should be. You sh- should, and again, it's a privilege, but when you can fill enough of those different tanks, sorry, I keep looking uh, down at yeah, it. Why you you fill, I know, I'm sorry. When you fill enough of the different tanks, the need to take a break just isn't there because you've designed your life in a way that is still fulfilling. I don't need to run away. I don't need to take a break because either the work that I do is fulfilling or even if the work I'm doing isn't fulfilling, there are other parts of my life like podcasting or, you know, designing things that fills that other part of me. Side effects of not taking a break or taking a break. So you haven't had a break. I haven't. So what do you feel is some of the downfalls of you not taking this break? Singing. (laughs) Got it. It's, it's rough. Like if I could just think back. So I graduated from undergrad, moved down to DC. Actually, I moved down to DC before I finished undergrad and just did internships and everything. Finished school, worked part time. I was telling you, I worked at Chipotle four days a week. She got the lowdown on Chipotle. Check I, out her channel. She'll give you the details. All the details. 10 things you do people from Chipotle don't circle want you to this, know. Circle that. Yellow tips. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, worked at Chipotle, interned. So I was wor- doing some kind of work seven days a week. Got a job. My first job. Worked there for two years. Didn't love it, but I was making money. And that's what I needed at the time. I just needed to be busy. Oh, you keep knocking on that table. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm messing up my recording. I'm so sorry. My hands. Um, she has the Obama hands. I <laughs> I really do. Oh, no. Is this Bill? Is this Obama or is this Bill Ob- Clinton? Bill Clinton is this. Obama's this. He's like, spoon <laughs> fed. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't need to go through everything. But basically, I just jumped from job to job, position to position, not really being intentional about the decisions I was making, just doing them because I felt like that's what I needed to do in the moment. And so the most recent one being grad school, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but didn't take a break. I think I interned every, almost every semester, did extracurriculars. It was just, I was afraid to Were leave. you better for it? No. And that's, that's the point that, I, I, that I'm trying to get to is that I felt like I needed to fill every moment with things to do because to do anything less, to take a break or to stop or to not take the path of most resistance felt somehow like failing. And this is a plight of the black person in the black community. Seriously. No, you're right. And you'll see this a lot. You'll see if you check with a lot of logs because it, we, we got that uh, stereotype that we're lazy. So if you check a lot of these work logs, you'll find that a lot of professional black people never take vacation time, mm-hmm. even though they've acquired hours of PTO. They never go on. They do every company function and they try and be as visible and positive and smile and try and do everything. I gave up on that. And I gave up on that not because I was like, I'm a rebel and I'm a badass. No, it's because it was killing me. Mm-hmm. It was killing me. Like, even from the athletic standpoint, I was like, yeah, fuck this. 
Because you can only lift so much weights. You can only study so much before it's just draining you. And you're just tired of it. So the side effects, you're experiencing them right now. You're experiencing them right now. If you need to drink every single day after work and you say to yourself, I can handle this, you got a problem. And as black people, we talk about mental health. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go see a therapist because you need insurance to do that shit. It's expensive. Don't get it twisted. Like, you're suffering, but you don't have to do it in isolation. You can reach out. There are programs. There are things instituted to kind of help you get by. But the first step is realizing that you have a problem. And it might be the life you're living. Which leads me to part four of this question. What will you do to get a break? Uh, well, there's a couple of different things. I think first, because I don't think I actually answered your other question which one? about the symptoms, because I think that's a pretty important part, which is that my last semester of school, I actually started having heart palpitations. Like I had to go to the doctor several times. I had to wear a heart monitor. I had to do all of these tests and different things. And at the end of the day, the doctor just told me it was stress. Like, that's, that's why you're having these heart palpitations. That's why you can't catch your breath, all of these different things. And so a lot of the stress and pressure and not giving yourself any time really to relax is what came from that. And I guess I'll dive a little deeper into that because not get, okay, yeah, you got heart palpitations, you're stressed out. Now what? You told, you're just telling me I can't fucking drink. And he just told me that I need to take a break, but I don't got no money and I don't got enough money to go to therapist. What can you do? Hey, uh, Planet Fitness, $10. Hit that treadmill, 45 minutes. You need to find creative ways of helping yourself be better. Um, going out and buying the latest clothes and shoes don't really work. I've amassed a great shoe collection, and it's just just over years. It's not like something you have to do. If your vice hurts you, it's not a good one. I work out. I draw. I write. Whatever it is, reaching out and finding friends, there's a there's a great friend of mine right now and we don't name names on the podcast that's a rule we do not name names what about jackie <laughs> you want to get kicked off the podcast there's no jackie i don't know if there is a jackie it's a coincidence we don't name names we okay. don't talk about food okay and okay. we don't tell where we're from okay <laughs> done like two of those things yeah. but it's fine that's the reason why <laughs> That's the reason why I lied about your location. But you know, you threw yourself oh, back under the bus. No. I know. I know. But flipping the hair. But we should have talked about this in No, no, no. It's great. <laughs> but in all actuality, in all actuality, you have like it's not fair for me to sit here and tell you that, you know, working out is gonna be the end all be all, the cure for you. It's not. But it will help you take better. You can't tell me that you are stressed, depressed, and things are really weighing down on you when you're not actively trying to make yourself healthy, when you're not actively making health, great eating decisions, when you're not actively trying to get sleep at night, when you're filling your mind and your eyes up with television versus textbook knowledge and education about things that will better you, when you're sitting there constantly worrying about the future when you haven't written down a single plan or how you're going to accomplish that plan, but you're ready to complain about the hard work that it's going to take to start finish or even get in the middle of that plan i will find you i will hunt you down i'll tell you how oh destructive you are to yourself 
And after I beat you down, I will pick you up and help you find your way. For a, a softer approach. <laughs> For a softer approach. It can be really hard. You can know all of these things. I am healthy. I have good habits. And there's still times squat, bro? where... No. You squat, bro? No. I did. I don't squat, but, you know, I'll get there. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm someone that's very disciplined. And there are still days and nights where... I don't do what I'm supposed to and it's tough and I think sometimes we need to be a little bit gentler with ourselves gentler with ourselves you know gentler with ourselves that's the and reason why we take it, a break yeah full circle and full circle <laughs> that's what I'm about. so um, then let's talk about that yeah what is a break you want what are you gonna do so the break that I want is not the break that I asked for. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if this break would be coming if it wasn't forced on me. Um, finished grad school, immediately jumped into two part-time jobs because I need to be busy. I need to be doing things. I need to be achieving things. Um, and I'm tired. I'm really tired. Uh, was job searching throughout this process. Wasn't really finding anything because I was stretching myself too thin. Wasn't doing one job well wasn't doing the second job well wasn't job searching well and now it's come to the end of august and i need to make something of myself and so the plan is to go back home to not new jersey because that's not where i'm from um and just take some time just take a second uh that is the break that is coming and again i don't know if i would be here by choice but now that it's here i realize how much i need it um just gonna go back home. And I don't know why, even saying it now, it just feels like failure. It feels bad. Because, because and I don't know why. Like, it's so crazy. It's, in, it's, in, it's, in, it's, in, it's almost like, because one, black, fam- black families push their kids out too soon. Because black families and black parents are also f- afraid of st- like stereotypes. Oh, your kid's still at home? Becky and, and, uh, and Chad get to stay home till they're 27. And it's to avoid that stigmatism, which is which is like, okay, but if you have a plan for them to come back if they don't succeed, because the longer they're at home, the more they can achieve. Me going back to PA school and medical school was a drag because I still had to work. I was already a lousy student. So having my attention distracted even more doesn't help. But because parents want to be able to like get that off their back because it's a sign of my kid made it because he's out of the house. Your kid is suffering while they're out of the house. So did they make it like your kids have burdened the fact that you didn't prepare them or give them or set them up for anything. And once they get this hard work life mentality, if you're fortunate as a, as a parent to have someone like my brother, my brother be your kid where he can send you to NFL games and fly you all over the country and send you to other countries to go be with your husband. You, you lucked up. But that's not everyone. So you have to be mindful. Your kid is your responsibility to your dead and they buried you. That is the final gift they give you as a parent. It's important that you give them the opportunity to give you that gift. With that being said, it's not a failure if you have to return back to safety. 
to protect yourself because that is what a safe space does. It gives you the ability to be safe. And if someone's going to judge you in that place, then you know you can't stay there. But you, everyone, even I, with all my fucking aggression, have a place to go if I need it. I know there are people that will welcome me. No questions asked. Sit here as long as you want. You're not paying any bills. And if you do, it's because you wanted to. If you don't have that, you don't have anyone that's prepared to bury you. And I feel bad for you. I think sometimes, too, it's not even that, you know, parents have pushed you out. Like I said, my parents are really different. My parents never put pressure on us to do, I mean, they wanted us to be educated, you know, like when I, my mom, I think she was joking when I finished grad school, she was like, so I thought about law school. (laughs) I was like, ah, um, so So it's not that they ever put like, like a crazy amounts of pressure on us or like tried to kick us out too fast. I'm the one who decided to get out and move to DC right after grad school. But would you have, if you didn't have any pressure? It wasn't like you made the decision. You felt pressure to make the decision. I felt pressure, but I think that pressure was internal. I don't think everyone has different dynamics in their household and their social circles. I felt the pressure internally. My parents never said to me, like, you need to make sure you get out of the house and get a job and all of this stuff. But looking at how hard they had worked and... I'm going to say something sexist. I don't think, like, most people push the, the, the woman out of the house. Most parents won't push women out of the house. I mean, they didn't push my... I don't want to put him on blast. But they didn't push my brother out. My brother just moved out. And he is going to be turning 26. Damn, he's lucky. We just, my my parents are super, super understanding. Never. No offense to your parents. Your parents sound pretty cool. No, it's too late. You said no. (laughs) (laughs) But my parents, they never pushed us. But I think just being cognizant of everything that they'd gone through, how hard they'd worked, it didn't feel right for me to come back with anything less than gold, you know? And I think that's what is so hard about coming back home to take this break. And they're fine with it, honestly. Um, and that's good. That's It's really good, good, but it's just, it feels and, bad as a daughter and this to is, come back and, and be like, this comes with the fifth one. And here's the you. fifth one. It is not your fault. It is not their fault that you, as a human being, need a break. No matter your religious walk of life, one of them days was designed for you to rest. Even even your your belief in God, he took a break. Every aspect of your life. You run a lap, you have to take a break. It comes by design. So it is oblivious to me that we haven't figured out how to do this in our millennial days. Like millennials are working five different jobs to make ends meet. They average two to three right now. I think like I heard about people in New York working five jobs, but taking it from my own chapter book, I've lived in no location more than two years. Yeah. I work where I, I work where I want, I sleep where I can. Like I do what I have to to make ends meet. But by no means am I struggling. But stability would be nice. And people say, Oh, hero, you have stability, you have a house, you have a car, you have a great job. And I look at them. I look at them and I say, are those material things going to bring me happiness in the long run? Sure. But guess what? I can't take this house with me when I move. 
or if I don't like where I work. And I think like as millennials, we, we want to be treated well. We deserve to be treated well. Fuck what you heard. So we now have where you want to take your break, why it's important to take the break, the consequences of taking, not taking a break, your status and what drove you to taking this break. The fifth and final question. And you got four minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay. When is it going to be good for you to come back from the break? That's a great question. Good luck. <laughs> I think that's a great question because I think right now, and maybe it's just like in my own world of like YouTube channels I watch, but I feel like there's a lot of talk about inner work, about how important it is to meditate and reparent yourself and think through all of the different things that you've learned, all of the bad habits that you've learned, but the bad ways of thinking that are just like muscle memory now um, that I'm actively trying to break. Um, a lot of like my imposter syndrome and feeling like I need to work the hardest and do the most things because that's the only way that I'll be able to survive or get ahead. Um, so I'll know the break is over, hopefully, when I no longer have those habits, but you never know until you get tested. And I think that's the hard part. I think a lot of the inner work, reading, meditating, it's all good and great when it's kind of in this bubble, but you have to, you have to, that's the thing about the break. It has to end. You know, you have to go back out into the world. You have to test yourself again. You have to put yourself back into stressful situations to see what you've learned and to see if you've improved and how you you address things and so hopefully I get to that point I think I'll know it's when it's over when I'm ready to be challenged again and I'm just not as tri like triggered I feel like everyone says that now like triggered <laughs> triggered <laughs> but I'm not as triggered by certain things um there are a lot of like whether it's work or being asked to participate in like social things. I think just because I put so much pressure on myself, now those things give me a lot of anxiety. They really do. And it, again, it feels weird to say this because I feel like we're all trained to just like suck it up, pray, pray it out. But it gives, yeah, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, and I think once I've gotten to a place of kind of self-acceptance and I'm able to fill a little bit more of these different boxes or these different gasoline tanks. I don't know what you want to call them. Once I'm able to fill more of those things and find things that really make me happy and bring me calm and I can find value in myself and things other than what I'm achieving or what I'm working on, then it'll be a little bit easier to come back and rejoin, rejoin everyone. And I think just to close that idea out is important for you while you're on your break to be concocting a plan. Yes. Like don't yes. don't sit idly yes. assuming that people <laughs> are gonna start calling you and being like, no, you "Hey, I heard you went on a break. Welcome back, baby. I got the yeah. great way for you to enter." In. Like, no, your break will your break will elude you, and it's just really what it is—a break. It is no, it's not a construction. It is not a a, a, pillar, a uh, like alternative way of saying that. Yeah, things are gonna start jogging your memory, and no, you you don't work out, you don't get stronger. You don't work, you don't get paid. These are the consequences of your break. So by no means, while you're on your break, do you even begin to assume like, oh, life will just get better automatically? No, you will physically, mentally, and probably spiritually, socially come to a collective okay. Your financial, which I left out, will not. 
And if it does, good on you. But don't think that the break has to be a complete disassemblement of what you've already acquired. Maintain, 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 maintain. But with that being said, I, I'd just like to say thank you for just being honest and opening up because this is something difficult for people to do. Yeah, and it's sometimes hard. talking it's to hard. sometimes talking to people, they hear me, but they also say, "Hero, it's easy for you to do these things because you have certain resources and those accessibility." And it's not like I'm saying like, "Oh, I'm peasants. I don't hear you." No, I hear you. But sometimes I think you need to hear it from somebody else. And usually Eric will be the person, like, spitting this knowledge and this this, this great job. But it's you today, Arba, and we're so happy to have you. Where can they find you? Oh, God. Uh... Give out some social media. I will put it in there by myself. You don't... Okay, I have a very dry Instagram <laughs> where the last video is me talking to a deer. <laughs> and that's how, that's how you can find it. It's AK... Sapara, A-K-S-A-P-A-R-A. It'll be in the description. It'll be in the description box below. And your YouTube page. It doesn't exist yet. You have one, but you're going to change that. You're going yeah. to jazz yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll when, put it in there. I'll come back. When, I'll put when it I in jazz there. it up, I'll come back. I'll put it in the description. You guys should say, hey, hero. Uh, just go there and say, oh, a really funny dude sent me here. I found my way here. But for all intents and purposes... We'd like to thank you for joining us in the booth for trying to identify with us as we constantly try to identify with you. And I hope you guys feel a lot more comfortable now going on that break. You deserve happiness. And no one cares how you do it, but everyone will watch when you get it. So make sure you do it for yourself. And with that being said, um, 